Welcome to Marginalia. I'm Tamar. I'm Aura. And we have a special guest on the podcast today. Super interesting. I can't super wait. Super interesting. Super fascinating. We have brought to you a comedian, a writer, a dominatrix, Carmen Ife X. Welcome. Hi. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. Hi. So that was a very basic introduction okay. i want you to tell the audience what you do yeah who are you and what you do yes right. well my name is carmeny faye x um your dad probably calls me god <laughs> i mean yeah like if you live in new york i probably fisted your dad Yeah, tell us more. Tell Let us me see more. your hands. <laughs> no, I'm clean. Okay. I'm not duh. I would hope. <laughs> I just want to see how big they were or small. They're pretty, or. Bi- they're pretty big. For an asshole, got- yeah, I'd say. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm out, I and like once you learn how to give a prostate massage, mm. it's over. Oh my god. Mm. It's over. It's all about the whoosh. <laughs> <laughs> By the yeah. way, your manicure is gorgeous. That's Thank another you. thing. Like, Thank you. I just got my nails done because, like, so I, I'm a dominatrix and I also walk dogs. Yes. So that involves my hands being in a lot of different orifices, either dad's booty holes or a dog's mouth. Because dogs just eat anything. <laughs> they do. Nasty. The, the dogs are men. <laughs> yeah, Both. we get confused. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Both, except that <laughs> the dogs are, are cuter. Yeah. And yeah. the dogs can sleep in my bed, men can't. True. True. Oh, unless you paid like I got a Casper, like unless you paid some kind of bill, you're not spending the night. That, right, understandable. Is that a Casper? You, yeah. go, you ghost them? Is that what that means? Yeah. That's that nice mattress <laughs> too. I mean, yeah, I mean. Oh, I'm slow. I didn't know it was a type of mattress. I thought, <laughs> I thought it was like. She thought I thought you were being poetic. Yeah, dead ass. <laughs> no. I mean, I, I, so she's also an author, and I read her whole book this yes, week. And yes. the way you write and use your words, I'm like, huh. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, okay, yeah. a Casper is a mattress. Yeah, I ain't got no money, you could tell. I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Any dads out there? Oh, yeah. I, they're always out there. Yeah. Just gotta, like, just gotta... Reel them in. Yeah, basically. <laughs> and, and weed out the time wasters. That's what most of my time is spent doing. Like, people think that I'm just in the dungeon all day. Like, I wish... Right. That's my favorite part. I love in-person sessions. I love online sessions. I made most of my money from online sessions. Like I had mo- at one point, most of my slaves were like from the UK, and it was really hard to like keep track because they all looked the same. Oh like, my god! Listen, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> tell us about doming. Tell us about that. We want to talk about this book. We want to talk about Sea Salt and Sandalwood, um, which is a personal memoir. Yeah. Um, but before we get there, tell us about doming because I'm sure a lot of people come to you for that specifically. Like, right. how did you, like, how did you get into that? Was it intentional, or like, did something happen, and then it was just like, oh, I could do this for money, or I yeah. could keep doing this? It was more like, so I found my way into BDSM through an art project that I did mm. in college. So college was a very intense and tumultuous time for me because I was raped my freshman year and I just like totally just internalized it and buried it until the fraternity where I was raped got hit with another lawsuit for rape and it all came back Mm. and I reported my rapist and my whole life just got turned upside down and I did not I just hated being alive like it just Mm. was like and that's the thing like when that kind of thing happens on a college campus which happens a lot Mm -hmm. you like it's just like you are really just shackled by your trauma because Mm -hmm. everybody around you chooses to ignore it Mm -hmm. like everyone's Mm -hmm. like I support you but I'm still gonna invite your rapist to this party I'm still gonna do that like you know and it's like oh I I see how you may feel that way but you know I'm friends with him and like all shit like that so I was feeling really just isolated and filled with so much anger and the way that I like reclaim space for myself mm-hmm. when I'm in that place is through art. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I want to do a photo project 
where I dom the frat guys that hurt me. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I was like, what is like the most beautiful, like powerful goddess person that you can think of? Mm-hmm. And like dominatrix just came to my head. Like mm-hmm. I was just really fascinated with dominatrixes. I just thought that like the way that they carried themselves, like I, I was like, I want to be that. That type of control. Yeah, and, like and I just like, because my whole life was spinning out of control. I had mm. no control of mm. anything. And so I did this photo project. And one of the best parts about it was that I actually, I got Wesleyan to pay for it. Nice. <laughs> oh, oh that, that's the university. Nice. Yeah, yep. right. Wesleyan you University. Went to, yeah. They had to pay for like all my Dom gear and the shirt. I made the, the guys wear shirts that said frat filth. Mm. And oh. I went back to the house where I was raped. And I was like, doming these men and it was just really crazy for me because I was like wow like I am standing right in the same place where I was broken and I feel so powerful Mm. and I feel so beautiful and I just Mm -hmm. feel like amazing and that's when I was just like let me like research this more and I just got so fascinated by fetish like mm-hmm. there's so many different kinds of fetishes there are yeah. so many like and then also just um there's such like a misconception of bdsm and that's because like we have a lot of like media portrayals of it like 50 shades of gray and shit which is literally just like abusive relationships mm-hmm. and ask as bdsm because bdsm is all about like in order for you to have full control like your sub needs to feel safe mm-hmm. yeah. and there needs to be that communication and there needs to be like s- there's so much talking mm-hmm. yeah and that's what like one of the things that really consent fast- is, at the, is at the core exactly <laughs> that type of yeah exactly and that's when i like when i realized that like my the idea that society had given me of bdsm was completely false mm-hmm. And I was just like, I'm gonna just dive right into it. And mm-hmm. that's kind of like that photo project. Um, it was called Reclamation, and it changed it changed my whole my whole everything. Like mm. I really did not think that I could ever feel good after all the shit that happened. But it really it really helped. And I threw myself into it. And I mainly did most of my work on. I used to work at a dom studio but the woman who ran it charlotte taylor is a fucking (laughs) piece of shit who is abusive Mm. to her workers but the one good thing that i got from it was my co-workers Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like community yeah community and also just like if you want like if you want to just dive right into like an entrepreneurial like genius mindset like talk to other sex workers yeah because it's just like we doing everything Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like even when we were in the fucking dungeon and we weren't making no money because the fucking bitch did not know how to fucking do shit there but we would be like all right well we're not making money here but let's take photos and Mm -hmm. let's do this like i'm gonna help you with your makeup and i'm gonna help you with calls and i'm gonna help you with this like because when you're a sex worker it's just like it's not just the sex work it's like you're your own manager yeah mm-hmm. your own promoter your own photographer your own like yeah and and then like when you're with a community of other sex workers you get to like kind of trade in your skills like some of the girls i worked with is like i'm really good with computers mm-hmm. i can build this a site i can do this and other people are like i'm really good with photography or i'm really good with making clothes like it's just it's all these the, this interdependent thing mm-hmm. exactly yeah which is like It just really blows my mind, like how much stigma and bullshit sex workers get for what we do. Mm-hmm. When it's just like you have to be really smart and on your shit mm-hmm. to yeah. do this kind of work. And at the end of the day, like if you're mad about it, it's because it's because y'all got duped. Mm-hmm. Y'all got duped into thinking that fucking niggas for free was a virtue and it's like damn like yeah you sucked his dick but like he ain't even giving you an uber ride or like a snack like you can't even get a a go-gurt snack snack. (laughs) is that go-gurt yeah like what the fuck like what is that yeah Mm -hmm. 
That's yeah. Cool. We saw you perform Thursday. Yes. Yes. We saw you do your stand up. Um, and she's a stand up comedian also. As well. Yeah. Yes. You were performing, I believe, for a show sponsored by Unbound. Yes. Do you want to talk a little bit about your relationship with them and what you do with them? Um. Yeah. So Unbound. Um. They reached out to me a little a while ago. Um, just like saying that they liked my social media presence mm-hmm. and they were like, we, we would like to send you something. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is tell us if you like it or not. Mm. And I was like, okay. And they sent me like, they've sent me vibrators. They sent me like this fucking, oh man, what the fuck is it called? This clitoral jolt gel that has like, <laughs> it's like a lube <laughs> that has peppermint in it. So Ooh, it just yeah. makes your clit just like, like Sounds like a yeast infection <laughs> no, for me. <laughs> sounds like some bacteria. It's it's like, I got a sensitive pH. <laughs> I mean, no, no, exactly. but they, they like, they, they make sure that like their the shit isn't gonna fuck your right. shit. Cause that yeah. was what I said. I was like, is this yeah. gonna fuck my shit up? And right. I was just like, it fucked my shit up, but in a very good way. Oh. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I was very curious about their online. Like when I came to know about them, I was like, what are they really about? Who's behind this? And when I saw you affiliated with them in some way, either with the product or doing this show, it made me more aware of like, okay, they're actually reaching out to the right people. Yeah, they're They're reaching out to the right people. And also like one of the things that I really do appreciate from them is that they pay me for my time. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. I find that, and and they do that with everybody that works for them. Like they've sent me stuff without expecting me to give anything back like they just want me to be really excited about Mm -hmm. the things that they make Mm -hmm. and you know it's like a really good relationship because like they listen to me they respect me enough to pay me for my time and um i've definitely like had some falling outs with other (laughs) sex toy companies and Mm -hmm. stuff because they're like you know that they got money from like Peter Thiel and the Founders Fund. And I asked them about it. I'm like, so I heard that y'all are working with this dude. And they're like, we took his money one time. <laughs> mm. They're like, we're going to be honest. We took his mm-hmm. money one time mm-hmm. so that we can make X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so that we can For people pay who don't know who he is, who is he? He is, th- he's like a major Trump supporting bigoted asshole. Mm-hmm. Mm. And my main thing was just like, but we not giving him money. And they mm-hmm. were like, no, 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 no. We just took money from right. him. I'm like, oh, so he's like a John. Yeah. Right. Cool. He's, he's like, <laughs> you know, your school paying for the photo shoot. He's yeah. like, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I was just like, and the fact that they were like really honest with me about it, I was just like, okay, so we can work together. Because right. as long as you're not trying to treat me like I'm stupid. Exactly. Yeah. That's and the least you can do, right, is be honest about where the funds are coming from. And exactly. Because we all are getting money, dirty exactly. money in some form. Exactly. Right. Yeah. That is a fact. So, so mm-hmm. yeah, I've had like falling outs with other companies because they're like, oh, you're gonna work with them, but they took money from here and blah blah blah. And I'm like, okay, but you're not paying me. I'm like, right. at least they're using the money to like pay people like right. me mm-hmm. to advertise things that I because I have a I have a pretty I have a pretty solid rule when it comes to stuff like that where like if I can only promote it if i actually like it Mm -hmm. because i find that a lot of people are drawn to me because i'm trustworthy and it's just like also just like you know i'm not about to i'm not about to advertise a sex toy that's not good Mm -hmm. because imagine like someone's like oh my god carbonite talked about this thing yeah and then you go and try to get a nut and you don't get it like that's That's what i was gonna say like your brand credibility is Mm -hmm. serious like that's why i follow you and i feel like that's why your presence made an impact on me because i felt like you're promoting things you care about Mm -hmm. things you've researched yeah and invested like some people have been like oh like can you promote like my t-shirts or my this and they send me a link and i'm like that i wouldn't you would not catch me <laughs> yeah and then in that too like if they're just sending you shit like repost it's just like yeah mm-hmm. th- that's you know there should people send that to you a lot don't they um everyone well, not sometimes people every once in a while and then it depends on if, whether i believe in a brand or, or the person that i would do it but mm-hmm. a lot of times people don't recognize that as work like promotional exactly. work so it's just like Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, it's, not that I go into everything with a "What am I getting out of this mindset?" It's but not, sometimes you must. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. they, like they, you will be contract. There are people who are contracted to post like barely two lines about a company. So mm-hmm. like you absolutely mm-hmm. get paid for it right. and should be mm-hmm. paid for it. I think. Yeah, for sure. No. They treat yeah. me really well, and the comedy night that they put together mm-hmm. was 
really great and so we raised funny. over a thousand dollars for yeah. a sex workers outreach project yeah. which was really yeah really fucking awesome so it was yeah. awesome to be there and be at an event that was in service to sex workers right. like and and i could tell the crowd was a mixed crowd there were people that who didn't know what they were coming up for yeah that was great <laughs> one, of the, one of them being actually um when the whole thing was over and i was talking to a friend Someone taps me on the shoulder and I look and it's like one of my dog walking clients <laughs> who had no idea. Of course. That, that you were either comedian or she, dog. No, because exactly. I don't bring, I don't, like, I have my little, like, Finstagram for mm-hmm. my dog walking shit. Like, they think that I'm just dog, I'm into dogs and knitting. Yeah. That's all yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> just they so, have no fucking idea. Oh, the layers. Yeah. What's what's a typical client like a dom client? You know, like if I wanted to go out there and like you know, get one, like how do you scout them? Or is there like a typical? Oh, like or, a yeah. sub? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the thing is, every everybody's different, mm-hmm. and everybody like the main like if you want to find subs, will usually find you, especially like if you're using like Twitter and like the right kind of social media like they'll find you Mm. and what i always tell people is that like you need to be you need to do your research on fetish Mm -hmm. and just like you know the different fetishes that are out there kink like responsible kink play like safe Mm -hmm. words Mm -hmm. and also just like like important physical things Mm -hmm. like if you want to choke somebody like don't grab them here like right learn how to yeah learn how because you could break like you could hurt somebody like Mm -hmm. you could really fuck somebody up and they could sue you and you don't want that um but it's i feel like you really need (laughs) to look into like what excites you Mm -hmm. because like i don't know like for me like i get really excited by like spanking or using people as human furniture Mm -hmm. or like role play Mm -hmm. like i had one sub who like he was like you know you kidnapped me (laughs) you're holding me for ransom and like i can't escape and all i can eat is ass Mm. (laughs) because over here nodding in agreement (laughs) (laughs) our engineer is appreciating this conversation (laughs) that's so funny um, yeah, on, like, yes. Your... Could you go into that a little? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going. It was like yeah. I feel like I've had potential yeah. people approach me, like men in my DMs, but and they'll say certain things like, "Oh, but I'm passive," so I'll be like, oh, "Okay, I don't know." Like, right. you, you know, if you want to do it, and he was like, "No, I, I need you to tell me." And Can I'm you like, suss them out? Like, you know do you know I'm when saying? someone like, is trying to come, but maybe they don't, because they're maybe passive or a little more submissive in and their then personality? I get real, they like, just tell me what it is that you want, and then right. I guess I scare them off. It doesn't work that way because they want me to take control. But then I'm very worried about. Like, I don't want to make anyone uncomfortable or just cross the line. I, always, yeah, I don't, you know what I mean? Yeah. If someone messages me <laughs> and I got to get the vibe that, like, they're a sub and they want me to dom them, I say, like, state your purpose in my inbox. Yeah. I always say that. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your purpose What's in my, my inbox. <laughs> Write that down. Jot that down. <laughs> And then that yeah. usually that will lead to like I'm right. looking for a session, mm. or you get like oh, but that's the, what they already know that that's, mm. that's what you do, right? Or or it's just like stay your purpose in my inbox. Oh, you know, like you're just so be- I know that I'm beautiful. Right. What mm. else are what are you mm. like? What are you looking for? What are you yeah. doing? Because like my time is mm-hmm. yeah, it's my and that's why I and always, I know you want something mm-hmm. exactly, and that's why I always charge a twenty five dollar application fee. Mm. So it's like if you're serious about me being your dominatrix, you send twenty five dollars so that mm-hmm. I know that you're not fucking wasting my time, mm-hmm. right? And then I can send you my business email mm-hmm. and a list of questions that I need you to answer, like your uh, age, mm-hmm. occupation where your location is, are you in a relationship, what are your kinks fetishes, and what are your hard limits, mm-hmm. mm. stuff like that. So that I get like a, a kind of screenshot into mm-hmm. like what you're looking for. But yeah, I always, I always do like the $25 application fee just because it's a lot of time wasters out there. Mm-hmm. And especially if you're new on the scene mm-hmm. and they know that you're new on the scene. Yeah. They literally come out of nowhere and they're like, oh, you know, I get paid next week. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm going to get or or one thing that I've been seeing a lot is, um, oh, can I pay you with a uh, one vanilla 
card, uh, like the sugar. It's like known as like kind of like the sugar baby card. Mm-hmm. But it's like if it's the one vanilla card where you have to put money on it yourself, it's a scam. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're trying to rob you. It's a whole fucking scam, and it's so sad seeing people get like roped into that shit. I get messages every day from people being like, I want to spoil you. Here's this one vanilla car. I'm like, you can fucking one vanilla this ass. Like, hell no. Like, mm. <laughs> No. That's something Or and I talk about a lot. Like, the fact that you also need to get hip to the fact that people are coming to scam. That there are people who like are that, there purely a, to waste time. Yeah. All like, the time. There's a learning mm-hmm. curve in, in, in different forms of sex work that sometimes, you know, some... It takes others longer than other people or whatever, but men will come and just waste your fucking time. And it, have, mm-hmm. and and it strip clubs, everything. You, mm-hmm. It like it yeah. happens to everybody. Right, exactly. Like when I first started out, I got scammed. Like mm-hmm. it's it, it's unfortunately it's a whole it's, trial it's and a, everything. It's a whole yeah. part of it, and like mm-hmm. now, and, and that's why I'm like I have you have to send me twenty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. You have to, and because for for someone who's serious, that ain't shit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like exactly. Yeah, you have to. You either have to send me twenty five dollars, or it's like if you want a specific thing, you pay for that specific thing. Like mm-hmm. it's like okay, well, I just want like a titty clip, or I just want a video of you doing this, and it's like okay, that costs this much. Right. You send it first, mm-hmm. and then I'll make the video and send it to you. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's that that's how I'm gonna do this, and. That's the thing when it comes to doing this kind of work is that you really have to set your boundaries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you have to adhere to them because people are fucking slime balls and they'll really just try to get you out of it. And I've noticed that if you are a real sub, if you come to me and I tell you I don't do this because this is my hard limit, like mm-hmm. this is the thing that I don't do, and you keep pushing me to do that thing, I I'll take your money and then I'm gonna block you. Yeah, right. Yeah, because it's <laughs> which like is what they deserve at that it's, point. It's, exactly. It, there was some, and there was some type of intellectual emotional labor mm-hmm. that you had to put forth in trying to you know mm-hmm. just navigate that or whatever. So it's like yeah, you you should pay me. And it's also just, like, Mm -hmm. if you were to tell me, goddess, my hard limit is this, like, that's your hard limit. Yeah. I'm not going to push you on it. I'm not going to, like, try to get you to, because that's abusive. Right. That's coercion. You mean in terms of the money? Or what do you mean in terms of the hard limit? I mean, like, um... Like, if they're not, like, you know, four fingers is fine, but five is too much. Right. Yeah. Or if they tell me, like, I want you (laughs) to do, like, I want you to do, um... Like, I want you to do impact play, right. but I can't, like, please don't touch my face or please don't touch this certain area of my body. And I just choose not to, li- like, that's fucked up. Right, right. That's 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 when it, like, it stops being BDSM and it mm-hmm. starts being abusive. Right. So it's just like, if I'm taking the time and consideration to make sure that you feel safe, you got to do the same thing with me. Exactly. And that starts, at, it. Re- I realize now, like, from like the big the first conversation you know which mm-hmm. is unique i think to some in you know in comparison to some industries because it's almost like you have to have a a better psychological understanding of business mm-hmm. and and what makes people spend their money yeah you know um mm. versus other industries yeah so it's so fascinating mm-hmm. but i want to i want to talk about your um your memoir oh word okay yes mm-hmm. because with all you do what fascinates me about you is you have time <laughs> to produce a memoir to knit um Carmen has an amazing t-shirt logo that I love that you got to get in black and white <laughs> like you do all these dope graphic stuff like how do you find time to do this stuff and what right. made this memoir happen so that memoir happened um when I was in college. Okay. And it was like at the same time that like my rape hearing was going on. Wow. And Wesleyan has this thing called like guerrilla publishing, mm. where it's like a group of students get together and we edit each other's pieces of 50 pages and under. Mm-hmm. And then we get our books printed. Wow. And I had originally sent, um, a short story that I had written about the day that I ran away from home, Mm -hmm. from my mom, 
And it was funny because when I, I, I knew, I always knew that I wanted to, when I learned how to read, I was like, I, this is what I want to do. Like, mm-hmm. I want to write. And that was some, some stories, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, my, and like, I have so many, like, books that I wrote when I was a kid. Like, mm-hmm. my mom would get them bound for me and mm-hmm. stuff because she was just, like, really excited about me yeah. wanting to write. But I would always write fiction. And the first time I ever wrote nonfiction was my first semester of college i got into this special topics creative writing class with this professor named clifford chase who like changed my life Mm -hmm. because we had to write it was like we were merging fiction and Mm nonfiction, and we had this one short assignment where i wrote like a short three pages of running away from home and he was he was like can i talk to you after class and he was talking with me and he was like, I know, like, he was like, I can't imagine, like, the pain that you have inside of you, but, like, you have such a natural talent with words. And I feel like if you finally, he's like, I feel like you've been holding shit in mm-hmm. for a long time. And if you get it out your way, like, it's mm-hmm. it's going to it's gonna help. Like, I love that, your help. way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly, you your know? way. He was mm-hmm. like, I'm not, he was like, and this is just a suggestion. Yeah, he's like you can. This is this is your class. You can write whatever the fuck you want. But I'm just saying, like, try it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that was the first time that I ever wrote nonfiction, and it was just so hard for me at first because I was really conditioned by my mother to not tell anybody anything, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it was years of just like taking abuse and not telling anybody anything and lying and making sure that she was good and protected and that nobody even thought that she could even do those things to me. Mm-hmm. And it was like, wow, like here's this, my professor being like, no, like yeah, open up, share that. speak. And so he was like the first person I ever opened up to mm-hmm. like that and it was just so like it was heart-wrenching because i was like oh shit like mm-hmm. this happened to me but then it was also really empowering because it's like i get to tell it my way now mm-hmm. though like, yeah. i get to tell it on my terms and when i wrote that book like i was dealing with my rape hearing like my whole life all these people, I used to be part of like a co-ed frat and everybody turned against me when I came forward about my rapist and like everything was just a mess. And I was so grateful that I had like this project to mm-hmm. do because I would just write that mess out mm-hmm. and it just like, I'm sh- I'm shocked that I was able to do it. Like honestly, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was in s- I don't know. I look back at my time at that time in college, and it was just like I was mentally, physically, psychologically, all that shit just really fucked up. But Mm. writing just gave me that. It gave me like a this kind of like cathartic therapy, Mm -hmm. but it also gave me like this hope where Mm. it's just like, wow, I was going through some of the worst shit all at once and I made this really beautiful thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like I can still like I, I like there's more than just pain like there's other things like writing writing makes me realize like just all the possibilities that I have and mm-hmm. it gives me hope for the future so yeah that was like the last um, major piece that I wrote and I'm actually hoping I want to do like a a second edition because mm. um, there are some changes that I would like to make. Like, and I really want to have a trigger warning on the first mm. page because, mm. like, for me, like, I was just writing to get it out. But now that a lot of people like want to read it and shit, I'm like, oh, y'all should know. Like, this is right. gonna yeah. get heavy. Like, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'm built for it, but it, I mm-hmm. do see the progression that you mean. Like, it was very like, you know. It, it like everything just turned probably, mm-hmm. but it, I guess is how it happened in real life, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. everything was, you know, the beach. Exactly. And then it just ended like mm-hmm. we don't even know how it, I don't, you know, how it ended. So there should be like a second, yeah, and, you know, something. But I was we were talking about that last episode how, like, writing is so therapeutic mm-hmm. because when I, when I was saying like I need therapy, mm-hmm. but then I was just like fuck that, my writing is my therapy. You're like I'm you doing know? pretty good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I do need therapy still. But anyway, right. the, I right. I do see. Exactly mm-hmm. what you're talking about, because I write also or whatever. But um, that's great. Yeah. I don't write. I don't do your type of writing though. I w- I wish you know I was better at it, but um, yeah. Yeah. Writing and humor 
also as as, as therapy and like tools to heal. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, That's, the, comedy has to do that for you. But does it do that for you? No, too, for a lot of comedy people? is. I actually the way that I got into comedy was um, I I used to work as a waitress at the Ace Hotel lobby. <laughs> And I fucking hated my job. <laughs> I hated that job so fucking much. You have to deal with so much bullshit. And at the time, I was living in Bushwick. So before I would go to my shift at the Ace, I would always go to this cafe across the street from me. And I would just talk shit about my job. <laughs> <laughs> and the person there was like, you're really funny. Like, well, you should come yeah. too. Yeah, like, that's, <laughs> you should just come and do stand-up. And you are a physical comedian, which are my favorite freaking comedians. You're not afraid to like jump, dive, fall, throw have her your titties across, come out. Yep. Throw her wig yeah. across the stage. <laughs> yeah. Yes, your wig is yeah. iconic. Yeah, on Thursday, Carmenita threw her wig across the stage, a titty popped, and you acted like it was not, I thought it was a part of the act, and that's what I want to ask you. Was that a part of the act? I was wondering the that too. The wig or the titty? The titty. No, the titty. Oh, no, no. <laughs> your, your, your titty, her titty kept coming out, and then she I, was just like, in bitch, not for free. I was like, yeah, this no, bitch is being clever. Yeah, no, it's always the right fuck. The, the left titty is more conservative. She's yeah. like, you know what, like, here's the essence of titty, like, you know I'm here, and whatever. The right one's like, oh, look at me. Yeah. Here. Like, it's just like, I want you to fill me up, look at me, and I'm just like, no. It's like, girl. Like, I was like, this must have been written in. This is just perfectly timed. Uh-huh. And, like, you put it in all casually. It was Because I'm so used to having to tuck this bitch yeah. in. Literally, any second. Like, the, this is why I wore this bot, because I can't wear this bra thing mm-hmm. without this bitch thinking, like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> it's like, have you seen me, bitch? And it's just like, yes, yeah. everyone's seen you, because you always out. <laughs> You always coming out for free. Shit. I think that's what you're mostly upset about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the right? Free part. The <laughs> even free, that it comes yeah. out. That's why, like, I nobody when, paid for this. What exactly. You when people are like, but aren't you scared that, like, your nudes or, like, your, your porno vil- videos would get leaked? And I'm the, like, I would get mad. Because you no didn't pay the OnlyFans right? subscription. <laughs> All right, because yeah, you do OnlyFans. I do, yeah. And, yeah. And, and, um, yeah. I Wait, need to. Phone tax? Yes. Okay. Wait, let's talk okay. about that. Let's talk yeah. about the the different aspects <laughs> of the industry of the and how you run this business because I'm right. sure there are multiple avenues. Yeah, there's like a whole lot of shit. There's just so much. There's so much. How many accounts do you have? It's too many. <laughs> like, and it sucks because like I'm always high and I'm like, oh fuck, what's my password for this? Ah oh, damn. And you got these horny niggas like, but where's the video? I'm like, I'm trying to figure out how to log back into it. Like, shit. Of course. Of course. It's like, uh, so I use um, Twitter to like get my shit out there, and that's mm-hmm. how I got a lot of my like online clients and oh, stuff. Yes. Twitter remains like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like know? I just I can't get back into it because yeah. I, I like I already have a million thoughts in my own. You gotta head. build up a momentum on yeah, Twitter. Yeah, like. but in Twitter I feel like I'm in everybody's head, so mm. I would have to like unfollow everybody and yeah. just talk to myself. Yeah, makes sense. It's it's a lot on Twitter for me, but but Twitter is very like I need to get back into it. Yeah, I need. Yeah, I I um, <laughs> you know I was I was making good money when I was really on top of my online shit yeah. but like I just kind of dropped off the face of the earth because uh, until recently I was living in this apartment that just like totally killed my spirit I was living with two cis gay white men well technically three cause one of them always had their fucking boyfriend there mm-hmm. and shit and it's just like you, you just become like this emotional labor sponge. Mm. Like it's just like that's the tea. You never like it's like I I can never talk about what's going on in my life, but like if some black guy blocks you on Facebook, you gonna knock on my door mm-hmm. and be like, "Oh, this happened," and I'm like, "Explain it." <laughs> Not even that. Like they were like, "Do you? Think, oh, house mommy. Do you think they did that because I'm white?" And I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. <laughs> Why you come to me for the obvious? I was like, yeah. I was Frank. like, that's what I would do. And I was like, that's what I would do. But we live together, so that would be kind of weird. But I, I ended up blocking both of them at one point because I was like, y'all pissing me off. 
Like, mm-hmm. uh-uh. You have to for your mental health. And I, crazy. yeah, no, my mental health, like, I, I, I lost so much money because I wasn't able to do dom work. They were just having this, they were building this ugly-ass building right next to my house, so there were construction workers at my mm. window all the time. So much fucking noise. I'm trying to do an online session. How, does, the fuck yeah, how do online sessions work? I'm trying to, mm-hmm. I guess, picture it in my head. Oh, yes. okay. So, they can work in a lot of different kinds of ways. Mm-hmm. So, um, on... So one of the profiles that I have, it's for uh, Night Flirt, which is mm-hmm. a phone sex mm-hmm. com- like online company. And you can create these different listings. So I have one um, phone listing that's like for BDSM, fetish, and financial domination. Mm-hmm. And then I have another one that's just for straight phone sex. And then I'm going to add another one where it's like phone with cam. Mm. So if you wanted to do like a video session with me, Mm -hmm. this is how much it would cost per minute. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, yeah, so like online sessions, like people pay me to do online Skype sessions Mm. or like they want me to do like tease and denial videos where it's just like I send like, (laughs) yeah, tease and denial is basically just like you enticing the person but they're not allowed to come unless you say so Mm. which is like like my yeah which is my favorite because i'm like send twenty dollars and i'll let you come and they send twenty dollars i'm like (laughs) 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 that's a lie Ah, and they're they're so into it though that they really won't come until you tell them even if they send they won't they won't and if you do they have to pay a fine Ooh. if they do that i make them pay a fine you don't want to pay that fine no, you, you don't. Do. <laughs> maybe you do. No, you don't. And they and like sometimes I make them do like like sometimes they just want to be told to do like tasks and shit. Like I had this one uh German slave who was just like I just want you to like like I'm at this business trip in a hotel and I just want you to like you know, give me some tasks to do and I'm like, "All right." I was like, "Send me a video of you licking the toilet." He did? Yeah. They, I have it somewhere in here. <laughs> oh, and what were you, well, you were about to get into this, um, but I, I interrupted you because I wanted you to talk about it more. Over, fuck, I hate when that happens, when shit just leaves my brain. Oh, About Dami? Yeah, 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 when we were talking outside and you said that sometimes they, they fuck your apartment up on purpose. Oh. So that can, they, you oh know what I'm God. saying? <laughs> so when I used to work at this dungeon, I remember <laughs> one time the fucking... Fucking Charlotte. She was like, my slave's going to come over and he's going to like paint this and he's going to, you know, do this. This motherfucker, yo, first of all, he shows up and he just smelled like, uh, how do you like, you know, when you dirty like, legs, not even dirty legs, like, you know, like, <laughs> what is that? like Twitter. when you wipe, like, let's say you, you walk the dog in the rain, the pouring rain. Oh, like, like wet dogs? Like <laughs> no, but, but then you I take a towel. Okay, I don't. And you wipe the dog down. Yes. And the towel soaks. And you just leave it in a corner for and like weeks. Moldy. That's what he smelled like. like. Wet mop Musty. Kind of yeah, yeah, like a wet mop. No. Like a fucking, it was just dirt. Like he just smelled bad. So I'm like, I'm here trying to get ready for this session. And this motherfucker's giving me a migraine. Oh, no. And he painted the whole shit wrong. He fucked up the backyard because he's like, I'm going to just dump the paint back here. And he ended up staining the backyard. And I'm like, he's doing this on purpose. And I told him, I was like, there's you, you no... You want to get yelled at and shit, yeah. right? And, and I told him, I was like, you want to get yelled at because I can't believe that you're this stupid. Ugh. But that probably turned him on. It probably did. Yeah. Of it probably did. That's why I was like, y'all need to talk to him because I'm mad. Yeah. yeah I'm mad. You can't, you can't get this for free. And then yeah. I was just, and yeah. he had to, we, we made him, we were like, you got to go pick up like waters and uh, thought juices for it. That's what we called um, Rita's. The margaritas. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The, yeah the, we the, call them thought juices. Thought juice. And you got to go pick that up. And he was like, oh, but like, I don't want anybody on the street to like see me. And I'm like, no one's going to see you. You're nothing. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody, like, I was like, trust me, you can walk by. Yeah. A whole street packed full of people. No one will remember you. No oh my one. god! Like you can walk by your mother and she will not recognize you because you're nothing. So just go get the fucking thought juices. Do one thing right, because you done fucked up everything else in here. And Cheryl's like, oh yeah, I don't know what's up with my slave. I'm like, you need to get him together. I'm like, you're supposed to be the head bitch in charge, and you have this motherfucker fucking up the paint and can you tell the when they've had bad bad doms it's just she's just like she's not a dom she's a pimp mm. 
She makes us That's do the team. work for her. Mm. Mm. That's why you ain't got no lips. Oh. <laughs> That's the other note. thing, too. I hate when, like, some of the white slaves I've had. Yeah, no. This, like, really bothers me. Some of the white slaves I've had, they'll be like, oh, you know, I won't give you money, but I could just pay you by, like, giving you head for hours. And I'm like, you have no lips. <laughs> It would. I was like, that's literally like me, like riding my pussy on a pillowcase full of staplers. Why would I do that and not get no money? Why? No, I'm not interested in that. You need to pay me, scissors. I don't. I don't know why men feel that you know yeah. that sexual exchanges are even. They're not because it's not. I was just like, listen. They're not. No one at the end of the day. Nobody, <laughs> nobody will fuck me like me. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. And I can fuck myself and smoke and not have a headache or none of that bullshit. But it's like, oh, well, I can't give you money, but I can give you my scissor lips to fucking sit on. No. No. <laughs> what? Like, what? What? So you can eat my fucking pussy with your paper cut lips? You need to give me money. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you? No. Listen. And they are like, oh, I'm going to do all this to you, blah, blah, blah. And then you show up and you're just sitting on the edge of the bed like a scared child. You fucking <laughs> smell like wet napkins. I have to ask this because this is what. <laughs> or like, well, I don't know what you're about to ask. What? No, I'm laughing at you laughing oh. at wet napkins. You, so you said to us earlier, you have a breakdown, or maybe you said it on the mic, of finance dads. And I think oh, yeah. random others. What's the demographic truly like? Like, who's really coming for Dom work in New York City? Well, that's the thing. Like, oh, that's what I was asking her about. Like, yeah. like I guess is there a type, a client yeah. type, or whatever. There's all, di- all different. Yeah. There are okay. all different kinds of subs, and then also like your 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 appeal to those subs de- kind of depends on like who you are exactly. mm-hmm. and stuff. And that's, and that's the other thing too, in this industry that it's just like, I hate when like thin white able-bodied doms are like, Oh, look at me. I'm making all this money. money. I'm doing all this <laughs> shit, blah, blah, blah. And it's because like, I know what I'm doing and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's a part of it, but it's also because of your privilege. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's also because if you are a white woman and you're a dominatrix, you can charge more. Mm-hmm. Period. You, you can charge. Yeah. Sorry, because it reminded me of um, A Taste of Brown Sugar, Black Woman in mm-hmm. Pornography. So uh, it's the book I read or whatever, and she's basically talking about It's the same thing across all the boards with, with mm-hmm. all sex workers, right? They White women get paid more, right? Whereas black women, women of color get paid less. But then mm-hmm. they also we also have to spend more money mm-hmm. to... To you know, to to make ourselves look and fit the beauty standards mm-hmm. that are closer to white, right. the proximity of white women. Right. So it's just that like we get paid less and we have to spend more to right to equate to the whiteness right. they're looking yeah, and, for and to appeal to or, a broader yeah. demographic mm-hmm. yeah. or whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it is just a yeah. yeah. It, 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 that's that's why I get mad in strip clubs. Oh, the, the black shit. tax. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the black tax. The black exactly. Tax. Yeah. Even yeah. in text work. Do not be fooled. Oh, you you know, got to spend money on weaves, up, whatever shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can just show up with my hair up like this with no makeup. I'm like, I can't do that you shit. You can't. I can't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's what people don't realize. I'm like, there are, it comes down to that level. Like, mm-hmm. Becky can come with her little top bun and Literally. sweatpants sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's enough. Mm-hmm. That's it. Literally. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, it's, and, 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 and yeah, it's just like, and that, and that, that was one thing that, like, was really eating at me when I was really just going kind of hard in the industry mm-hmm. where it's just like, you literally look like a Monsanto mutation of Ricky Gervais and you have the audacity to come she to me. She writes how she talks, by the way. You really Very do. Very descriptive. <laughs> you really Very do. Very flowery and, mm-hmm. you know. 
like full, it's and like, full of shade. You, you know, it's like why why say you know why you know say a simple ass sentence yeah. when there are so many adjectives in exactly. the world. That's what I got. I yeah. got. I got that. I I learned that from watching my mom mm. tear down cat collars. Oh, I remember. Always, yeah. I loved that part. She always used to tell me she was just like, you never have to use your fists mm. if you can cut them with your mouth. Mm. Like, like, you can just fucking cut somebody open with your mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, if you learn how to do that, like. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I think one of the things that's brilliant about this memoir is you can see through the lessons your mother teaches you where some of that comes from, like mm-hmm. the ability to talk back, that 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 part in there where you talk about consent. I think there's yeah. like a story of the bath with the mm-hmm. and give you know, and what touch, how to get consent for touch and just learning consent and mm-hmm. um but then juxtaposed with the difficulty you had growing up with your mom and the abuse yeah. you faced. So I mm-hmm. found that so fascinating that obviously you can recognize, you know, where you learn to check those boundaries, but mm-hmm. also the same, you learn violation at the same time. Through those. Yeah, no, and it, it was important for me to highlight that because I feel like we are kind of fed this false idea of what abuse or an abuser looks like. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's all bad or it's mm-hmm. like this stranger waiting to hurt you and stuff where it's just like no it's it's multifaceted and it's it's usually mixed up like pretty crazy yeah. and it's hard to figure like i didn't realize that i was being abused until after i left for a while where mm-hmm. i had time to like actually look back and also look at my friend like when mm-hmm. i started hanging out with this is why abusers love to isolate yeah. you yeah. Like my mom really kept me in this tight bubble and she always made me believe that it's like, oh, I'm doing this because it's you and me against the world. Like it's us together. Mm-hmm. And then when I left, I'm like, oh, no, you just don't want to see me. You don't want to see me like paying attention to other people in yeah. their relationships with their parents. Because yeah. like I'm noticing that it's different. Yeah. yeah. That it's different. And. I guess when I was writing that, it was important to me because it's like I can still love and appreciate all the sacrifices and all the things that you've taught me, Mm -hmm. but at the same time, I can also have boundaries Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I can also let you know that there were some things that you did that are not okay. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, at the time when I wrote that, I was really hoping, like, I had this hope that someday we could have a relationship again and stuff. Mm. And now I'm at a point in my life where it's just like, that's never going to happen because even now it's been like, what, like eight years since I left? My mom refuses to acknowledge that any of that happened. Mm. Mm. Even though it's on paper. Oh, no, mm. no, she tells people that I'm crazy. Mm. Mm -hmm. She tells people that I'm crazy and she's like, can you believe that she's saying all these things about me? Mm. And I talk like the last time that we had a talk, um, my mom, she can be very strategic. She I guess she figured out I had a stand up show <laughs> like two years ago. And she sent me this email with like screenshots from my Instagram. being like, look at you showing off your body. Like, cause you hate yourself and you're a whore and you're this. She was like, please lose my last name. Like I, you give mm. me so much disgust and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, you know what? I'm about to say everything that I've been wanting to say for a very long time. So I just wrote her back and I was like, did you ever think that maybe I show my body off now because I'm proud to see that there are no bruises on it? Mm. Like that's what you used to leave on me. Mm. And I was like, and also at the end of the day, how are you going to come up to me and my whole life, you're talking about being pro-black mm-hmm. and pro-black woman and pro-this. But then you want to talk to me on some coon shit, talking about like, oh, well, you show It's my fucking body. I'm grown. Mm-hmm. I can do whatever the fuck I want. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, and I'm like, you going through my Instagram, but you seeing all these posts about me being homeless, being depressed, being this. No comment. And there's no comment, but you're mad about my body because it's something you can't control anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's something that you can, you have no power. I was like, every time you see me post a photo like that of me appreciating my body and the skin that I'm in, because I was like, what's vulgar about me being nude or semi-nude mm-hmm. in public? Like, what is the vulgar thing about it? Right. Like, what is the thing that bothers you? It's the fact that I'm owning my space and that I feel good. Mm-hmm. 
in this body and I don't care what you think. I was like, that's what bothers you about it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, girl, at the end of the day, like I really had put so much of my happiness into this hope that we could reunite again. But I am realizing that I have no interest in reuniting with anybody that doesn't respect me Mm -hmm. or my boundaries. And I was like, all I've asked for you is to apologize to me mm-hmm. for the things that you did. And then we can move on from there. But if you're not even going to acknowledge that it happened, what's stopping you from doing it again? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because that's the thing. It was still like so, like you speak about her in such a beautiful way still in the book. And, and yeah. like you said, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, this happened. But I also do appreciate it. we did also have good times and mm-hmm. you did also teach me. Yeah, you know A B no. C, so you, like yeah, it is like you don't even hate her. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I don't. I do I, sometimes. Yeah, then I'm, and that's, that's okay. I'm like, Let me take it back. But like from the book, it's not like a like you're. I didn't take it as you're trying to trash her and make her look no. bad or anything like that. You were no. just telling your stories, and, exactly. and it was just both good times and you know right. the bad times or whatever, like exactly. the abusive times. But it was kind of like my way of kind of reconfiguring mm-hmm. our relationship and just trying to like understand it because that's the thing like when you deal with like childhood manipulation Mm. and abuse like it takes a long time to figure out what the fuck that even was Mm. like it takes a lot like i am 26 years old and it's taken me damn (laughs) damn near 10 years Mm -hmm. just to be like okay so that's what happened right this is what this is how i'm gonna figure it out But one thing that I have realized is just, like, it doesn't matter if you're my parent, if you're my aunt, if you're my lover. Like, Mm -hmm. I have boundaries, Mm -hmm. and I deserve to be respected, and I deserve to feel safe, and you're not entitled to my body. Right. And that was one of the things that I asked her in my last email. I was like, Ma, like, why do you feel... Like, I'm something to be owned, and I'm not your daughter. I'm like, why mm-hmm. do you feel like those two things are synonymous with mm. each other? Because they're not. They're not. Which is a question a lot of people have to ask their parents mm-hmm. and yeah. never do, unfortunately. Yeah, so it's like I've gotten to a point where it's like... Mm. And that's why I appreciate that that memoir, because mm-hmm. lately, like, I just be getting so mad mm. when I think about thir- certain things, and I just get so wrapped up in my anger... And then I'll read that, and I'm like, okay, like, Mm. we did have these parts of our relationship, but what I am learning now is that, like, it's okay to be mad. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not, like, people get so, especially, I feel like, especially with black women, it's like, we get so much shit for being mad about things, when it's like, you don't want me to be mad about it, because if I'm angry, I'm acknowledging that you did me wrong, mm-hmm. and that I deserve better. And now you have to hold yourself accountable. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that, and I feel like that's one of the things that whenever, whenever black women and femmes speak out, we're like chastised and told that we're like too angry and that we're too this and it's just like well it's too angry to you because it's to you (laughs) Mm -hmm. because i'm literally being like in being angry that means that i know that something's fucked up thank you yes that means that i know that something's fucked up and i'm letting you know that i know something's fucked up and that you need to change the way that you treat me right and i'm not gonna be polite about it yeah why the fuck should you're not being polite about it you're not gonna mm-hmm. insult me and demand whiteness from me in my exactly in my anger you know yeah. what i mean i'm not getting a white person's paycheck so right. you're not gonna get that what no yeah <laughs> yeah like that mm. I, w- I wanted to come full circle and and think about what about bdsm and sex work has made you feel empowered in dealing with your trauma dealing with history um of trauma like what do you feel like has helped you heal currently um if anything bdsm bdsm taught me like what boundaries are Mm -hmm. and it taught me like what communication really is Mm. and bdsm and sex work taught me that like i am something of value like Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not through just like getting paid or you know like doing certain things like in order to be a dominatrix you have to be really confident Mm -hmm. and you have to feel like you you have to feel that power so that you can sell it Mm -hmm. and there's just something really like that's why i say like i carry the dom energy with me wherever i go you do because it's just like it just Mm -hmm. it just 
Like, I wouldn't be the person that I am today if it weren't for BDSM because BDSM allows me to really stay like I'm here this is what I want this is mm-hmm. what I need from you and if you try to bullshit me on some shit I'm just gonna let you know what time it is and I'm gonna go mm-hmm. yeah like I don't need to and then and, and BDSM also taught me like I don't need to explain shit to you mm-hmm. like I feel like I used to have to be like oh man I don't want to talk to this person no more or I don't want to do this but now I need to fa- I don't need to explain shit to you I don't. Mm -hmm. I don't need to do, (laughs) like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't need to explain shit to you, especially if you're not going to fucking listen. Exactly. Like, I'll just fucking leave, and I'll make sure that I, like, take your weed. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or I want to give you the last question. Sorry. No, okay. No, I I actually had, like, my list here. Go, um, go, yeah. No, we, we, we touched on everything. Awesome. Yeah, we really did, or whatever, um... You know, you kind of you, you're good with just saying everything that yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so we I'm, got I'm to cover a pretty, lot. Yeah. What are you doing next? What's coming up for you? Um. Next. <laughs> I have um a monthly stand-up night at Nowadays. Nice. Oh, cool. The next one is June 27th. Okay. Um, it's an event called Dom the Mike, and nice. basically it's a comedy night where I only allow. Black and POC femmes and women to perform stand-up. Because one thing that I did notice when I started doing stand-up is Mm -hmm. that, like, after the show, like, so many black and POC women and femmes would come up and be like, you're so funny. Like, I want to try that, but, like, I'm not that funny. Mm -hmm. Or I couldn't Mm -hmm. get on stage and do that. I'm like, yo, like, you could. Mm -hmm. You really could. Because if I think to, like, the people who are the most funny in my life, it's, like, black and POC femmes and women. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. And non-binary people. Like, those are, like, because we have to be. Yeah. Yeah. For survival. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. That's to get out of shit. To again, get into again, shit. Com- comedy <laughs> and yeah. therapy and yeah. writing. And, I mean, yeah. art in general. Exactly. Yeah. Like, art is therapy. It, it's, it's, a, it's self-expression, right? Mm-hmm. And then especially when we live somewhere that no one wants to express yourself. No one wants you to mm-hmm. express yourself yep. in any way, shape, or form. Right. When we do through art or through writing or, you know, through whatever, like, that, sh- that shit is healing. It was perfect to hear Jack the Stripper say on Thursday that, like, sec- sex workers basically have to perfect the art of the clown, of pursuing yeah. everything with a sense of wonder. Yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. That's it's it. so true. Yeah. yeah. It's so <laughs> fucking true. Yeah. That was great. Even, yep. It's like, wow, look at your boner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God, it's so hard. Oh, no. Not not that the boner is literally hard. It's just so hard <laughs> to approach her. Like, <laughs> yeah. No, it's like. Like, it's just hard to yeah. fucking. I don't want to stroke egos. Uh, yeah. I feel you. <laughs> like, I feel you. But when you get into the performance of it, it's like. Yeah. But that's why. Right. If you're like, getting I gotta paid. Make, yeah, I got to make you think yeah. that that unbreaded mozzarella stick dick is popping. Like, I Yo. got to make you think that. You <laughs> got to make a book adjust shit to say <laughs> oh yeah no that's the other thing can i yeah, buy that i'm ready going. for that book <laughs> i'm doing um so uh i'm doing like a coffee table book yes of like my artwork but like because i drew this yeah oh, awesome cool. so i'm talking about the, the cover the up, yeah yeah so mm-hmm. i drew the cover so i've been doing this thing where i've taken screenshots of my clapbacks to dudes on okcupid mm-hmm and I'm like turning it into art, and I want to make like a clapback coffee table book. Yeah, because it's just <laughs> it's just necessary. Mm-hmm. We need it. We need it. You we know, we need it. We're like, out here. We need we need the content. So yeah, so. people need meet people need good good comebacks, and also just just rob them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I don't under. Just I don't steal under- from these niggas. Like, don't even overthink it. You know, like, just if you go on a date with somebody or you hook up with somebody, <laughs> and they say something that's fucked up, like, don't educate them because no. education in this country costs like twenty five to fifty k. And year. chances are they're not gonna take. They're not gonna heed anyway. They're exactly. not gonna listen. They don't care. They don't want to learn. Exactly. Exactly. So, so steal don't- this shit, like. Yeah. <laughs> When I was homeless, I went on Tinder because I was like, this is a free food and weed up, so mm-hmm. here we go. <laughs> and I remember I went on a yeah. date with this one white guy, and everything was fine, and we hooked up. And then literally right after sex, he was like, you know, you said you were like Afro-Latina, but, you know, your butt is not that big. And I was like, I just sucked your unbreaded mozzarella stick dick, and you have the audacity 
to say some <laughs> shit like that to me. And I was going to say something, but I was like, nope. Wait for him to go to sleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he went to sleep. I went into his living room and I found one of them big IKEA bags. I stole all of his pots and pans. Listen, all of them. <laughs> that's the Lord. That's yes. God. That's God's Cuisine work. Art and Cuisine art. Good shit. Yep. Cuisine. I stole all of that shit. And then when I went back to my house, I was waking up my best friend slash roommate because I'm putting all the pots and pans away and it's like five in the morning. And she's like, what the fuck did you get? What <laughs> yeah, are you she doing? She's like, where'd you get all these pots and pans? And I was like, you want to know where I got them from or do you want to use them? She was like, thank you for bringing <laughs> Thank you so much for bringing them here. I'm Yo, I, really I just, oh my it. God, imagine his face when he tried to scramble an egg or some shit. He, <laughs> o- he opened the shit and he got no pots and pans. Yo, that is mad funny. He cannot make unseasoned chicken for nobody no more. Listen, God's work, like we right? said. <laughs> On that note. Not all heroes wear capes. Where can people find you? Yeah. Yes, <laughs> your handles. Um, so on Instagram, I'm at Lisa Spliffson. My name is not Lisa. No. I just need to say that because motherfuckers really think that that's my name. Yeah. <laughs> motherfuckers be inviting me to concerts and backstage shit, and they're like, Lisa. yeah, you know, just, just say your name's Lisa. I'm like, but that's not my name, though. <laughs> it's not. As I get booked sometimes, get emails being like, dear Miss Spliffson. <laughs> I'm like, I don't... No. <laughs> and it's annoying because, like, my name is literally the first thing in my bio. You know people don't read. You no, know. I'm like, do you think that's just some mantra I say to mm-hmm. myself? That's my name, bitch. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, yeah, at Lisa Splitson. And my, like, Dom Twitter is at Madam Namio. Don't DM me there unless you're ready to pay me. Cause and we'll we'll tag. We'll link on yes. tag your pages on, on our page. For sure. So yeah. you don't have to sit here and spell everything. Yeah. 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 For sure. Because it's not like people aren't going to read it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. On that note, it was such a pleasure talking to you. Thank it was so you fun. Thank you for having me. This was so fun. Yes. All right, y'all. Time.